Hi, welcome to Human Touch, a podcast that celebrates human conversation, the way we experience each other. Today, again, we'll try to jumpstart great everyday conversation. My name is Matikos, and I'm your host. So let's go. Hi, this is episode number 55. Winter is usually season for family gatherings, at least in the Western culture, though I bet not only in the Western culture, right? It rains, it snows, so getting together and celebrate is what we people do. And we eat lots of food. I personally am well into my seasonal weight gain, so today I want to focus on eating healthy. Eating healthy is always important, so, so I am sure that this episode will stand test of time at least until some unforeseeable breakthrough discovery in the life sciences is made. You want to say, but don't we have all kinds of new discoveries in this field all the time? I want to ask even more. Don't we have all kinds of contradicting discoveries and opinions in this field every day? You're right, but be patient. We're going to get to it. I saw this article... I just couldn't skip it. It's called The Last Conversation You Need to Have About Eating Right. It's a long read, but it's so good. So good and so entertaining. If what you hear from me is not enough, then, you know, whatever. Just hit the link in the show notes and read it. It's really good. The author of the article is David L. Katz, a doctor. And then he has more letters after his name than I have episodes that I managed to publish. Seriously, the guy is well qualified to have this conversation. And it really comes across in a huge way in this article. He starts with the question, how come people are the only organism on the planet that are confused about how they should feed themselves? He says that intrinsically, we do know what is right for us to eat. But we are constantly being led astray by well-oiled mechanics and tricks of the multi-billion dollar industry peddling junk food on one hand and and the diet fads on the other. Pulling no punches. The first question is vegetarian versus vegan versus omnivorous, meaning eating both plant and animal-based foods. What is the best? In my family, it's always heated debate. My sister-in-law is vegetarian, and so is my nephew and, and my nieces. Not sure, about, not sure about my brother. But we endlessly try to defend our positions, bringing ethics, religion, wellness, and, and taste into the mix. I am blessed with great sister-in-law, so it's always fun, and I hope it never divides us, but rather brings us closer. But thank God, Dr. Katz comes to bail me out a bit, and he says, ready? What's better, vegan, vegetarian, or omnivorous? What is the best? He says, we don't know. And I'm in love. When a guy like this with such unbelievable credentials says, I don't know, he has my full attention. The study to prove which diet is best for human health hasn't been done and probably cannot be done. The best diet for our health is balanced diet with emphasis on vegetables, fruits, whole grains, beans, lentils, nuts, seeds, and a plain water for thirst. 
He says they can be with or without seafood, with or without dairy, with or without eggs, with or without some meat, high or low in total fat. You notice he said some meat, right? And that's because even though meat might be for some of us the yummiest grub, but it's not necessarily the healthiest, right? We don't have to argue about that. So he advises to eat meat in moderation and not as a punctuation mark. You know, meat used to be a delicacy and it should remain as such. And this will help sustainability and hopefully address ethical questions any meat lover or any meat eating person should have. The business practices in the meat industry are criminal and we cannot turn our blind eye to what is happening and bringing our consumption down to healthy level is at least we can do as far as sustain sustainability this is something we also have to be concerned when we eat fish or even when we have our omega-3 supplements with fish oil <laughs> but no not for me thank you if you like fish oil please let me know i have yet to come across a person who actually likes fish oil cod liver oil anyone you remember wow that was that is still a nightmare <laughs> there is a recent there's a recent study by who by world by world health organization that classifies processed and cured meats as group one carcinogenic meaning that might cause cancer that means it's not it doesn't mean it's, it's as bad for you as tobacco what it does mean is that the evidence about the link between the two is clear red meat is group 2a carcinogenic which means probably carcinogenic but he says this research is worker in progress and the jury is still out so let's not panic for sure what we all can do is we do with a little bit less meat and let's remember the sunlight is also carcinogenic the advice he gives is don't focus on any particular cancer contributors in your diet but make sure your diet is balanced and you that you eat all the right things and that will already reduce significantly your, your cancer risk and hey don't forget about the physical activity Physical inactivity is also a huge cancer contributor. So anybody up for a walk? Let's go. He says too much sodium is no good, but most of the salt comes to us in the processed food and so is the sugar. The only place for some sugar is in the dessert. Now, I'm not sure if anyone remembers dessert is that little, little thing that is eaten after a full meal anyone there are absolutely no health benefits to sugar on the contrary and then sweeteners which for me no thank you he says have no proven benefits in weight control then he goes through all kinds of nutrients every time saying the same thing there is just no solid proof that it is important to focus on any particular one but there is a proof that balanced diet of vegetables, fruits, beans, lentils, nuts, and seeds, and plain water for thirst is the healthiest way to eat. And it's good news because I love nuts. Almonds and Brazil nuts are my personal kryptonite. But it turns out it's a healthy one. 
As far as any particular diets, he says that genuine paleo diet is almost certainly good for human health. But then he asks, what is a true paleo diet? Controlling calories intake is the most important, even more important than exercise. It's easier, he says, to outrun your running than to outrun all the calories that the modern marketing is trying to tempt us with. The understanding of nutrition labels on foods. The healthiest foods do not come with nutrition tables because these are fruits and vegetables. Then, if the food product has the shortest possible list of ingredients made of the words that you can understand without having PhD, then nutrients profile will be fine anyway. So then don't worry. So now the question of ever-changing science. He says the wisdom of healthy eating is not changing. And the basic theme of optimal eating, which is diet mostly made up of whole, wholesome, plant-based foods, has been known to nutrition experts for generations. What does change all the time is the fads, fashions, and marketing gimmicks. There are no superfoods. Oh, I love this guy. There are no superfoods, meaning foods which eating off will, will have a super effect on you. Don't worry about nutrients. Focus on the foods, on a balanced diet of... Who by now can recite it back to me? Yes. Vegetables, fruits, beans, lentils, nuts, seeds, and water. Wait, 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 wait. So what about beer and sausages? I thought these are basic food groups. <laughs> I get so confused. I don't know. It is really great read and you should check it out. There's so much more information that I have not touched upon. It, he really answers so many questions. But then there is one more thing. I was aiming here for Steve Jobs effect, but I think I have to still work on it. Nevertheless, there is one more thing I want to mention since we started to talk about longevity and the life of quality. I just saw the statistics and it hit me hard. There is a study that says that feeling lonely has been found to significantly increase risk of dying early. Now, I don't care so much for exact science and numbers and percents. What I really find interesting is that it, it reiterates the conclusions of the happiness study we discussed uh, back in episode number 20 called With a Little Help from My Friends. You need friends, period. We are so busy with work, with life, that we end up walking alone. And as adults, it's so much harder to make friends. But you do need friends all your life, not just in high school. I was just yesterday talking with my daughter about the value of friendship. And we talked about this age-old wisdom that says that having friend is so important that you need to acquire a friend, but not with money. You acquire friends through association, meaning connection, through accommodation, meaning being tentative to their needs, and through empathy, meaning caring for their feelings and being ready to offer a listening ear. We need to be a friend we want to have, a life companion, a counselor at our side. You know, a friend represents one of the highest levels on which you can cherish another human being. 
And as a rule, there are only few we can designate as such in our lives. I have two best friends and I feel so, so blessed. You know who you are and I know that you're listening to this podcast. So thank you for helping me live longer. Now, do you have a friend? And what's your favorite healthy dish? Let's continue this discussion. Send, please send me an email to humantouchpodcast at iCloud.com or get in touch on Twitter at podcasthuman. Or you can find our page on Facebook at Human Touch Podcast. And don't forget, if you do have a friend and you care for her or him, you need to introduce them to this podcast. And or just leave me a rating and review on iTunes. I'll speak to you next week. All the best. Bye.